The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Making a weekly podcast while you are unhoused offers a unique perspective. Sometimes you become the story unwittingly. This time I wanted to educate the willfully ignorant and the curious on the laundry list of reasons why people believe unhoused people are service resistant. You have imagined, if you will, a viewpoint that unhoused people don't want help. And then you happen to have also the belief system that police officers are our friends. And you may have be chummy with a few of them. And you strike up a conversation who begins to regard you with tales of unhoused people that just don't want the help. They just want to be out there in the midst of their addiction. They are service resistant, they're violent. And you keep that narrative because it has to be so because the guy with the badge or the woman with the badge and gun, why would they lie? They're trustworthy. So we listen to that propaganda machine in addition to the news. We go and listen to the news who says if there's a crime and homeless person slaps the hell out of a 80 year old grandmother while she's on her way to the Salvation Army. But we never listen closely to the contents when three housed individuals set a fire an unhoused person in the middle of the night. We don't focus on that. I give you a challenge. Go on your internet and find me three stories that deals with the unhoused that done a crime. Conversely, I also ask you to find three stories with housed people committing crimes to unhoused people and see how long that does take. That proves my point. And this point is that we have been conditioned to be against the unhoused. This podcast is for the ones that want to see what it's like to be swept. This is also for the people who says cops are just doing their jobs. Finally, this podcast is for you to think while you're filing for eviction relief or checking for the millionth time for that job call that will never come. I want to ask you this. Does it bother you that you be that one that will be out here in the streets? Or you will be looking at shelter options 
because you know maybe the next two or three months it may be a little dicey and you don't know where to turn. You may tentatively want to ask an unhoused person how to survive your first night. Here is a resource unhoused people have. Uncertainty is a common occurrence. We didn't need COVID-19 to teach us that. And we didn't need it to do social distancing. Unfortunately, because of the antipathy of the society, like in places like Skid Row, we crammed them into places that we have no place for them to be. Financial insecurity and financial uncertainty, our reality is intensely involved. Our biggest threat is the house members. I will give you my own personal experience. Like the Alpine Recreation Staff Coordinator who gushed over displacing the unhoused, which includes me. The Alpine Recreation City employee mimicked me recording when they removed places where I and the elderly used to sit to enjoy IEs, play cards, and be community friendly. They removed the benches to discourage me from sleeping on them four years ago, and you have lied and used different reasons not to return them. They hid a bench when the residents and the unhoused used when they were playing cards. It was repaired over three years ago and claimed by Alpine City Recreation employee, city employee, that it was broken. Her name was Angie Soho. It was not. I spoke numerous times to Alpine Recreation employee halftime several times when I seen it in use inside. It seems to be that the city employs you, you must be a liar. You must be a proficient one. Apparently they have taken their case from the president, governor, mayor, city council member, and of course the police. Our episode title is Political Compassion versus Human Compassion Reality. Week 2, America Garcetti's Shelter-in-Place Order. It is early morning. As you can hear, usually in the morning, they'd be bustling around this time. People would be getting out doing their exercises. There's few people out here. Actually, it's three people. <laughs> and the cars, you don't hear them anywhere. You hear the birds and you hear that annoying drone from the lights. Today, I am planning on going to different encampments to interview the unhoused residents and their opinions about the coronavirus. I'll be taking any steps. Stay tuned for more. Week two, day two of the shelter in place policies enacted by America City. I've been overhearing from the Recreation and Parks uh, delivery gentleman talking to the coordinator and one of the employees about Westwood uh, shelter at one of the recreation centers have bed bugs. And of course, the recreation center here has a history of not really welcoming unhoused people and they are automatically alarmed. So this thus is feeding into the stereotypes that unhoused people are dirty, have bed bugs. Um, I want to note that Alpine Recreation Center already has rats and roaches, not due to unhoused people. It's just because we don't stay inside the place. But that's okay. But again, the stereotypes about unhoused people is always in view. And we're always reminded of how unwanted we are in society. This is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. I'll keep you informed.
Week 2, Day 3. Today is April 1st, 2020. Previously, a couple of weeks ago, there was a paper on the banisters stating that they are going to do a sweep today against uh, me and another unhoused person. Also, I've heard today was the day as they're going to officially open uh, the shelters for unhoused people that may be infected or people that are, have disabilities or disabilitating illnesses to be accepted in there. It's unknown how many they're going to accept. The second thing I've heard is the overhearing the staffs talk about the stringent rules that they are being imposed on unhoused people. Uh, no drugs, no alcohol. But if people are having substance issues or are suffering from these maladies, how are you going to regulate that? Because they were trying to deal with this before. And to be clear, this park and these recreation centers are not drug and alcohol facilities. So in other words, if someone is battling these addictions or these illnesses, then they're going to be out here on the street. The second point I want to point out is that let's be clear as well is that the community, the staff that is in our neighborhoods, they are very anti-unhoused. They have no interest and they don't have any understanding or want to understand that substance and alcohol usage is a disease. They just see this as like, just even with the pandemic, a very punch down scenario. And they are looking like that they're so concerned, but they're not concerned about unhoused people. They're concerned about the stereotype more to follow. This is Theo Henderson from Weenie and House. Today's interview is with a resident that we are uh, re interviewed before, but we're asking how they're coping in the face of COVID-19. How are you dealing with the coronavirus? Well, first of all, I'm not quite sure what this whole conspiracy theory is. It's another ailment. People have, don't even have any sort of understanding about it. This is a, the simplest condition, even before, let's say, uh, West Nile. I mean, this, this has been a contagious epidemic, not just this, but the thing that how it be spreads. And watch how the corporations make more money off of the people going down. People, I mean, I'm thinking about the, not the tanks they're gonna bring in, they're gonna bring in them badass bulldozers that can pick up and just shovels of people. That's so what they're doing. They're trying to suffocate already the homeless. But the homeless aren't hopeless and they're and not stupid. And but it's going to be a really difficult thing for the homeless to stick together and try to stop the surge of nonsense and unequability and you know, no human rights at all, man. Let's talk about the unhoused community for a moment. Right now, um, particularly where the area I'm at, um, you can see that I'm encountering a lot of resistance and hostility from uh, the police and sanitations because they are trying to put shelters in a lot of the places. Um, I have stated publicly, and I'll state it again, I am not going to any shelter because packing a bunch of people is, exactly. not what this, is not what CDC offered. Would you go to the shelters? Absolutely not. Why not? I don't care if I had a hot tub. I'm, you know, I'll sleep in this vent tent, soaking wet, yeah. knowing at least this is my area. And uh, you know, go. Let's put 400 people in a room that all could be contagious, and not test. Even if you give them a, a thermometer, that's not going to show what's really happening. Bringing all these people together is. A, a, it's actually. Well, I guess if you're in that whole God thing, this is a, the major sin. 
we're fucking, we're tying each other. Okay, listen, it's gonna sound a little bit far hard out and a little far out. That's that's okay. I'm not a racist, but all I'm saying is, you try to tell me this isn't like taking the, even the Nazis put the concentration camps. You try to put us in a concentration camp, you are pr imprisoning us from us having our human rights and our ability to be. Many like many, uh, 29 police officers in Los Angeles have the coronavirus, and they are people are calling them. Like for example, they called them for me today. Uh, and they are carriers. They may not have the open sy symptoms, but they're going to unhoused encampments. Uh, people are calling and, and un maybe unwittingly infecting them. So that's another problem. The second problem that I said that you pointed out is that um, they're putting us in places as with this political compassion. It's Absolutely. different than human compassion. Political compassion is that they're saying, like the senior lead officer, Monica, is that she's trying to wipe us away. We've got to accept the services. Um, so if they have done this to you, would, would you accept the services? No. What precautions are you taking to make sure that you don't become infected? Well, I do everything that everyone else does. But at the same time, overdoing it. Okay, when I was a child, maybe different than when you were a child, obviously it was. Mm -hmm. But I got to play with paste and mosquitoes and frogs and climb trees. And kids don't have, people don't have that built into their immune system. It's going to take a lot with multiple sclerosis. Everyone, oh, you're, you're one of the high commodities. You're, you're going to get older people, MS. If anything, my, I've developed over 35 years on how to make my immune system so strong that I don't even get a cold. So it's, it's, Same it's here. here. They're, they're, yeah, they're, so, many, so many hand sanitizers. You can't even hand an apple to a teacher without having it washed. Yeah, I mean, right. It's like this world is in really big trouble because it, it's become its own virus. Well said. Um, is there anything else which you like to tell other unhoused people if they're telling you or forcing you to go to shelters? Would you be okay if they said, listen, you know, we get that you want to self-quarantine yourself, but let us offer you a hotel where you can have a bathroom, a shower, and you can keep all of your things. Would you take it? Absolutely. But the way they're trying, trying to bundle everyone in is actually creating more of the problem. It's more of the spread of the problem. Excuse my language. So many people, I, I couldn't believe it yesterday or this morning. Not one person, everyone had, that had a mask. I have a couple of zits right here. Mm -hmm. And they looked at me and went, but, like, this is the, the virus? No, right. I'm sleeping in the tent. And I right. thought, so it's just one of those things where I'm just going, you guys are so you're going to be so scared at the end of the day that you're going to wipe yourselves out. You're going to hate one another. It's that, what I think it was you a long time ago, Theo, that said, mm -hmm. it's almost like a weird twilight zone where in the neighborhood, a bomb's coming and the one guy has a bomb shelter. So everyone goes over to the bomb shelter and then he starts turning everyone away. Yeah. Well, no, no, this is ours. This is ours. Mm -hmm. They're open up. They want to bash it. And then they find out it was a false alarm. Yeah. Then you find out people's true colors. Well said. We've just earlier seen the true colors of the city's political compassion when it gets for me. They laid it on thick a lot. Uh, but there is two, two narratives that we are talking about. And stay tuned for more. This is Theo Henderson from Weedian House uh, dealing with week two, day three of Shelter in Place directed by Mayor Eric Gart City and how it affects the unhoused community. Thank you all for listening. And may we again meet in the light of understanding. This is Leo Henderson for Weedy Unhoused, and I'm interviewing one of the 
staples of our community. Oswaldo, he has been, I've known him over seven years, and he's always has had a friendly disposition and snacks, which is, makes him very popular. So I'm going to ask him a couple of questions on how is it today and how is it dealing with uh, a ice cream truck. Oh, you have ice cream, don't you? What, what ice cream you got today? Uh, they have bomb pops, they have a vanilla sandwich, uh, cookies and cream big dippers, strawberry crunch, sandy cup vanilla, strawberry and chocolate. Icicles. Wait, he also had, also he has like, you used to have the scoop ice cream too, right? Right, I have scoops, scones, flavors, vanilla, strawberry, and cookies and cream. Oh yeah, well the strawberry is pretty good, That's, yep. it's just my personal opinion. So how has it been since the coronavirus? Has business been fast or slow or busy? Very slow, it's like uh, 10%. 10%, um, how are you able to, uh, do you go to other places besides uh Alpine? Yeah, I have to. I have to. I go to Echo Park, Elysian Park, because no, no, no kids around here. Yeah. Do you see uh, it changing anytime soon? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if it's like they have this extending all the way to May? Can you still do this or no? No, I don't think so, man. Everything going to change. It's this happened for long. Yeah. You know? So a lot of people like uh, you guys have these kind of businesses and they are talking about rent uh, moratoriums and things to help people like stimulus and things. Do you think you guys are going to get any of that? Yeah, man. <laughs> a lot of people are going to close the business because no business. Yeah. See? So should you, they be penalized for throwing them out of their homes if they can't because business is wiped out because the mayor said to stay at home? Yes. Is there anything which you want the audience to know about your? How long have you been in business? Um, twenty years. Twenty years. I've only known you for seven. Yeah. yeah. So you you've been doing this uh, twenty years here. Yeah. What got you started? Uh, more than twenty in ninety-five. I started in ninety-five. Oh wow! So How did you get the idea to do this? Because uh, I have a friend. He 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 told me uh, he introduced me. So that's how I start. Oh, you have two trucks, because I remember you have one. So how are you able to do two trucks with for 20 years? Uh, you know, it's hard, but I try to do my best. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's a good one. Uh, well, this is Theo Henderson from Weeded House. I'm talking with Oswaldo, who gave me a little bit of history about uh, how it is to survive during the coronavirus. Stay tuned for more. On House News. The city has failed to provide maintenance to hand-washing stations for the unhoused community in Los Angeles. In Chinatown, Los Angeles, Alpine Recreation Center bathrooms remain closed for the unhoused and disabled. This leaves no further alternative, no other bathrooms in Los Angeles, Chinatown, which makes the matter of unhoused people relieving themselves in the public. In one instance, it was observed that one Alpine Recreation City employee was revolted by a receptacle used for the unhoused member at the humor of one of the Alpine Recreation Center coordinators, robbing the unhoused member of compassion and dignity. In other news, unhoused community members in some places is impossible to social distance. For example, Skid Row, due to inhumane ordinances, business improvement district harassment, police harassment, and city employees disdain. There has always been an increased risk, according to Dr. Fucci, of communicable diseases like tuberculosis, hepatitis A, and influenza. In government news, Governor Gavin Newsom estimates some 60,000 unhoused people could end up infected with COVID-19. 
Dr. Kushu says the condition of houselessness would have healthy people contracting COVID-19. In San Francisco, the first COVID-19 case is in a houseless shelter. 29 Los Angeles police officers have the coronavirus according to police chief Michael Moore. It is unknown how many of those officers have been in contact with the unhoused community. In Manchester, New Hampshire, the state is opening a shelter for COVID-19 unhoused residents. In other government news, COVID-19 makes census taking impossible due to social distancing, shelter in place orders, as well as the far-flung places unhoused people go to avoid the harassment from the city as well as the neighbors. The coronavirus strikes Skid Row. Union Rescue Mission, a house employee has contracted the coronavirus. It is unknown how many people this housed employee has contracted with the unhoused community. And lastly, almost 200 New York police officers have the coronavirus, bringing the total of over 500 cases. It is also unknown how many they have arrested or been in contact with the unhoused community, giving tickets, use of force, or any other matter. And this is Unhoused News. This is week two, day three, of uh, Shelter in Place by Mayor Garcetti. This is CEO Henderson from Weedy Unhoused, and I'm here in different locations asking different questions from the unhoused about the coronavirus. This podcast is about solely on their experiences about dealing with the coronavirus and how they're coping with it. So let us uh, begin. There's a veteran podcaster that I've had interviewed before, Allison, who says she's always ready to have a, a share some wisdom. So let us talk about it a little bit. So how are you handling it now uh, during the shelter in place and coronavirus? Um, well, I try not to talk too much about the coronavirus, you know, because what you think and feel is what you attract to yourself. When you put things out there, the energy come back to you. Mm-hmm. As well as, um, I mean, I know you asked about shelter, the shelter being there and the coronavirus and blah, blah, blah. As I said, I don't really think about it much. I just keep a healthy perspective. I eat good like I always do and um, stay positive. Has anyone came out to you to explain to you what COVID-19 is? Well, I am capable of doing my own research and I have done so. So I am familiar with the whole virus and, and what it's all about and the, the, the strand and it being a new one and what, 10 times or 30 times worse than the actual flu. And, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with it and it started in China, etc., etc. Oh, okay. So here's the thing, too, because I'm looking at your encampment. You guys already, before the coronavirus hit, you already guys were already doing social distancing did you guys uh, have some foresight into this or why are you guys already have social distancing now well we, we have not really joined the whole scare of this thing you know we've joined that party so we haven't done anything different than we did before you know as you said we've already been social distancing yeah. <laughs> but you know we keep the community going and the love and the positive vibe but I'm not all in this virus business and I know a little bit more and I'm sure others do too uh, you know the root of these these viruses and you know the motive behind it and uh, all of these different things 
you think there was a conspiracy or do you think it was like uh, building a laboratory or do you think this was man-made? Wow, this is so interesting because I saw a, a YouTube video of Bill Gates talking about some pandemic that will happen because of a virus four years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's now talking about uh, funding the vaccine. Hmm, that sounds quite fishy, fishy, fishy to me. <laughs> so you think uh, Bill Gates has been talking about this four years ago, and uh, and one of the things is that he foresaw this. How, why do you think that he had some inside track onto this? Because he wants something to do with the, I mean, some would say new world order, but I think it's the end of the new world order, <laughs> or the old world world order, and the beginning of a new real conscious world order. You know, yeah. So you're saying that uh, Bill Gates was part of the engineering, uh, I guess, consortium that created this to rid uh, people from all over the world? Well, I hear him talking about um, depopulation, you know, population control. Mm -hmm. They they interviewed him on the news and he spoke about these things. I don't know how that came out of his mouth in the same sentence as coronavirus. Mm -hmm. That's suspect to me. Interesting. So what can we do to combat uh, this if there is a new this theory out here, and I'm not, like I say, I'm just as news to be, um, is there anything for the regular person to do or is there anything that we can combat against this? Yes, divine knowledge of self. When you know what you are, what this is and why you are here, then nothing will be affair to you. You'll understand it. Wisdom, knowledge, knowledge and understanding and above all gain understanding. Healthy perspective. Okay. Um, can I ask a question too? Because... There's been people passing away and dying from this. Um, what, what is your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I think that several things. One, I mean, it's all about mind, body, and soul, right? So if you have your mind right, a healthy perspective, become a people terrier and deal with people that are mentally healthy for you, that's great. Your body, we need organic food because we're nature. We need to eat of nature so it can power the, the, our bodies, you know, our organs, our system, and keep us vibrating on a high frequency. You know, and of course, our soul is what we need to secure, and not the bad guys, secure the soul. So it's, you know, the three-in-one, the, the mind, body, and soul. You hit on a good perspective that I didn't think of, and now that I'm thinking on it, because when they're always talking about when people just let's say before, let's take coronavirus out of the conversation, uh, for like example, for uh, Americans does not eat healthy as we should, uh, pollution has uh, been improved due to the shelter in place. Uh, most importantly, they also say that a healthy diet really offsets a lot of um, illnesses. So you're saying that if we have maintained this kind of healthy regimen that maybe this can be able to curtail um, people susceptible to a coronavirus? Remember now, mind, body, and soul, not just the body. You need that, you know, all is mind, mentalism, the first hermetic principle, you know? So keep a healthy perspective. And that is a major part of it because what you think and feel, you attract, right? Thoughts become things, you know? Everything will work in order with each other. Wow. Well, Allison, this is a very unique perspective, and I thank you for it because um, I'm out here asking different people what their thoughts about the coronavirus. Is there anything else you want to add about this? Um, No, nothing that I haven't said before. Just stressing on gaining divine knowledge of self, understanding what you are, what this is, and why you are here, and do not fall prey to the illusion, the materialistic way of life. One love. (laughs) 
Thank you again, Allison, for your perspective on this. This is Thea Henderson from the Wheelian House, and I'm going to follow up with uh, a couple of other residents and to see what their perspective is. Good afternoon, this is Theo Henderson from Weedy Unhoused. I'm here on a beautiful day, which is like the sun is out, the pollution is down, and people here at the community in Echo Park is like just hanging out and enjoying each other's company. Uh, so I'm here to asking questions about the coronavirus and what their thoughts on it is. So I'm gonna start off, they're gonna introduce themselves and tell me what their thoughts are. Uh, so the first question is, has anybody came to you about speaking to you about the coronavirus? Hey, what's up? My name is uh, Devon Brown. Nobody at all has come to Echo Park to uh, speak to us about coronavirus or even helping us during this time. You know, it's the six feet apart. You know, they say six feet apart, but, but I feel like they really want to six feet under. You know, if you do the numerology of the word corona, you get 666. And that's the mark of the beast. You know, we, we, we live in the time of revelations. So that's my thoughts on it. That's just a devil, um, you know, warfare tactic to separate the people as they did with borders, color, and race. So this is just another one like anthrax, cat, mad cow disease, and all, every other disease known to men that was a hoax because they kill every doctor that heals these diseases. So that's my statement on it, and that's the truth. Uh, my name is Dylan Terrell. I don't know what to think about it. At first, I thought it was fake, and I, mean, I still think it's fake, but I don't understand why they would go on so deeply with it for this far when they know so many people live week to week and they got children, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense, so. Hi, my name's Tim Wong. Um, I don't know much about the coronavirus other than what I've seen and heard. Um, my take on it is, if it's for a hoax, for togetherness, just be it, be it that. Just come out and say it as, as that. That's what I think it is. Just to bring it togetherness, and a, a different kind of awareness. Good. Hi, my name's Trenton Willie, and I think it 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 does exist, but I think it's being overhyped. Uh, but it is definitely better for the planet as a whole. It's for humans but it's better for the planet like overall my name is Jordan Tedder and what do I think about the coronavirus is I think it's just another another man-made whatever it is but I don't know as long as you stay healthy and keep your hands clean that's all that matters now that we did this round robin, and one of the next questions I have is, what precautions that you think is necessary, or are you taking any precautions against the coronavirus? No, nah, I'm not taking no precautions against no uh, false virus made in the lab. You know, uh, it's to capture your consciousness and fear to control you. Then to bring in the martial law. They got military helicopters and tanks in LA. You know, they're trying to carry on their agendas of the new world order. So I'm just, you know, surrendering to the Holy Ghost and letting that lead. Yeah, I'm not really taking any precautions. I, I, 
I don't feel like it's going to affect me, and I'm not really traveling around. I'm not really – I'm staying in my spot, so I think that's all that needs to happen. Pretty much the same here. Um, just trying to be respectful, though, out of whatever's whatever they're trying to take precautions for. That's it. I just probably wash my hands a little more often than usual. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wash my hands and um, glad that a lot of people are aware of this. Um, you know, once again, I, I don't take uh, too many uh, precautions, um, knowing that uh, the virus is uh, just really become a big excuse for, uh, you know, the government to fulfill its agenda. And, uh, you know, people are getting sick and tired of it, so... Me, I don't really take too much precaution for this coronavirus. I just keep my hands clean and stay away from germs. What do you think about the mayor is trying to make uh, 42 shelters for unhoused people to go into it? Would you go in a shelter or would you like to be in a motel? Which one? I think the mayor um, is not... <laughs> does not have the capacity, the emotional capacity to be in the place that he's in. Because if he wants to put more people to die, you put them in a shelter. You want, how many, you go to the shelter down the block, it's five showers close together. We, we can see the other man in between. We would have caught the fucking virus already if it was real. So, Mayor, fuck you. I would never go to a shelter. You couldn't pay me to go to a shelter. And I would definitely take a motel room. They like that would be fair. I'm gonna have to pass on this one. <laughs> definitely motel. Uh, also, I feel like it's affecting rich people more than poor people because they have, they're doing more international traveling. So there's that too. Definitely motel, and 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 uh, you know it's it's just ridiculous with the housing going on. You know, you go to this city, go to that city. It's 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 really not low income housing. You know, they set up all these shelters, and and people go into these shelters, and the, the staff there, uh, you know, keep it real. They don't do their job. You know, so no one gets into their housing. It takes up to two years, like in San Diego at the Alpha Project, just to get into housing. So. This has to stop. I would definitely go to a shelter because the shelters out here are really dangerous. I mean, a motel is cool, but I mean, what can you mostly do? Like, you just have a bed, take your shower, and that's it. They're not going. They're not really serious about giving out hotel vouchers because they don't really care about what's really going on out here in the streets because they've never been through it. So, I mean. And this is what I call political compassion instead of hum human compassion. Human compassion is we wouldn't be in this situation if they had gave a damn in the first place and made us uh, in places where we could be in a house. People always say the unhoused people are shelter resistant. They don't want help. I put money on that you walk up to them and bring up a house key and says, you got a choice. You want to be out here or in a the house? They're going to take a house. So that lie is like here is for yourself that people really don't really care about unhoused people. They 
they just want you not to see you here and they just always want to punch down. The last question I want to ask tonight, because you guys have been really impactful, is that uh, the coronavirus has been spread by people house people and in particular um, most often than not is police officers because there are 29 police officers now that have the coronavirus but not only that but here's another factor how many times that you noticed that uh, those jerks over there used to call the police now imagine that cop jumps out because he's got the coronavirus at his district and he comes and it comes up across you guys and he might be it depends on the cop who's a jerk will tell you to uh, line up against the wall or grab you or or go and try to run your names and, and, and patch you down and inadvertently passes you the coronavirus. So let's be clear. Do you think the police should be the first persons to be contacted uh, for anything at this point? Well, police is the origins of slave owners, so I would never trust the police for anything. And they came here and arrested me on Ash Wednesday. That's a Catholic holiday. So I can't trust nothing. And 29, that let me know that's the master plan. The creator got a master plan. That's 11. And uh, who's homeless now? You can't even get in your job no more. Who homeless now? Who the drug addicts now? Them, purple, them people who making them coronavirus must be the real drug addicts. I forgot the question again. Oh no, yeah. They're tripping because they're riding two at a time in that car and they're going from place to place touching people. They need to have a CDC person riding with each one of them that's fully armed to be able to dispose all the things. Very close. How close is that car? They need to be one at a time, first of all, in the car. Yeah. That's not six feet apart. And uh, that's not six feet apart. Unless you put one of them in the trunk. Yeah. And they affected each other in the police station. So how many people, how many times have they been called out on calls? Yeah, the cops are spreading this shit. Yeah, they are. They need to stop doing unnecessary pullovers for tax money right now. Due to what I've been through already with the police, I just stay out of the out of the way. What have you been with the police? You say you sound like you've had some positive experience with the police. I'm saying that she can jokingly. Well, nothing negative that I put myself I put myself into, but I'm just saying like I see them for what they are. You do you, I'll do me. If I'm not causing no heartache and strife for, with nobody, then you just do you and I'll do me. You see me walking, just keep on keep on pedaling. That's it. Only if it's over, like, rape or murder. But, yeah, they they shouldn't be involved with any minor crimes right now at all. Uh, I guess that's about it. There's too many laws. <laughs> that's all. You know, that, 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 that's a very good question. I see, I see these police officers rolling around. You know, they're, 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 they're not six... We, we already discussed that. It, it's, it's an issue. They're not even wearing masks. Come on. And, 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 and you know what? It's, it's just all the way around ridiculous. What are they... What, what, what is their motive? What are they trying to achieve? What is the agenda? Whose agenda are they following? They're following... The governments, they're following the mayors, they're, they're, they're following all these corrupt uh, uh, people who are uh, dishing out unnecessary orders going against our rights. Now I don't. I don't think it get. You know. I, I don't think anything else needs. You know. Needs to be discussed. 
I definitely wouldn't trust the police either because we never we never had to trust them in the beginning and why should have to we depend on them now, you know? It's just nonsense. You guys have touched on all of the issues about the, uh, I know about the coronavirus and you guys giving very uh, lucid answers in my opinion. And I want the rest of the viewers that listens to this to understand that there's political compassion and there is human compassion. Right now, political compassion is trying to cram and house people in a shelter and using the mantra or the narrative that they always use that people are service resistant. And so as a result of that, people are always using this to justify this anti-unhoused sentiment. That was what they were using today against me. If you really want to help me, then allow me to have my things, put it in my own place. You have me a bathroom where I can take a bath and go to the bathroom and you don't have to see me. And I sure in the hell don't want to see you. This is Theo Henderson from We Are Unhoused. And I thank you all for listening. And may we again meet in the light of understanding. What you're about to hear is an exchange I had on April 1st, 2020. Many people have questions about what happens when people have to be swept or offer services. Uh, here's the story. You guys with Lhasa? Uh, you guys with Lhasa? Yeah, I am. Who you with? Um, when I interacted with Lhasa, Lhasa is a, it's a new employee, by the way, um, that I haven't seen before, but he stated that they're sweeping the entire area. He is incorrect. Um, I've had, over the past seven years, I've had several interactions where the police, George U, Business Improvement District Executive Director, and Alpine Recreation Center have had multiple discussions with the city in trying to remove me. And they will always post these signs where my encampment was in order to uh, remove me. They never sweep the entire park. They always go into the focus area. But they pretend that they are doing such. Let's continue. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's keep hold on. Let's 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 be let's let's finish this first. I've been here for seven years. I've been unhoused, and I know that they harass unhoused people. I know for a fact that this police officer walked around this morning with a witness and see my stuff, took pictures, and contacted It is at this point so where I inform him of the actions of uh, Senior Lead Officer Monica and what she did. She got in her car and contacted LASA and Department of Sanitation and in her cohorts, um, Los Angeles police officer accosted to come to target The coronavirus is a very serious, uh, very serious issue, and you're packing people close together. Here's where I point out that because of the director of CDC has stated that the best way to help unhoused people is to give them hotel rooms where they won't have to go outside of uh, long distances to go to the bathroom, as well they can have bathrooms and showers to clean themselves and have a sense of dignity instead of garbage cans, police checks, and uh, stringent rules in a recreation center. Here's their response. No, I do not want that. There it is. That's our job. No, okay. services. All right. If you deny, that's your that's your choice. Very well. Have a great one. All right. So, thank you, sir. So, on but that, he just he just on, said. On, wait, on, wait, on that so, note, okay. on that note, let me share something with you since mm. I gave you our personal talk. Okay. I do understand what the homeless situation is about. I was homeless on Skid Row for over thirty years myself. I understand. What I'm going to offer, uh -huh. I'm going to offer to help you get in house, and if you want to accept that, I'm going to leave you with my card. And if you want to get into housing, 
I'll break my back to help you get there. I have already have a loss of worker. This is you guys are not the first loss of workers. I'm not just a loss of worker. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I do housing. Uh, okay. I don't play the shelter stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, so let, me get, let me see. If you want to accept that offer, I'll give you a card. If not, let me I'll let me see the card. I, I'll take the card. Let me get you a card. During the course of this, there was a loss of employee that was behaving aggressive, and you will see his look of disdain or disbelief, or as says, "Check out this guy. What's wrong with this crazy nut?" And his behavior. Um, it contrasts with the another loss of worker who's just sitting there listening to me uh, explain the situation. Sir, I don't want to keep going to conversation. I've already no, no, he's already offered his services. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want to listen to you because you're coming up. See, I don't want. I didn't actually. I didn't come up on you. You came up. Dude, we're doing social distancing. You're coming up on me aggressively. You're coming up on me aggressively, sir. Sir, no, I don't. Do you got monetary stuff to give to No, sir. Like you're anything. coming up. Now you made the situation so, work. Right they had their got, say. You had your right. say. Now he's coming he up on me aggressively. Thank you. But he can't win. I ain't involved that stuff. But if you're interested in that house, I will get in touch with you. Be homeless. Uh, okay. It's too much in the system for you to still be homeless. All right. Thank you, sir. We came for this homeless encampment for trash. We come here after some. Now he engages with one of the legal observers who is my friend helping me uh, get my move my things. And he's trying to convince him that as first he erroneously thought he was unhoused. The second thing he thought that he can be able to convince him to see sense with his aggression that he I don't want help. I'm the bad guy. I'm the one that's causing the problem. But I didn't come to their place of residence and start demanding to move their things. Thank you. Good day. See, they state this false narrative that they don't want help. It's as if we asked them to come down to help us. We did not. On House People have very clearly stated, and I've stated on my podcast, that if you was offering a hotel where I have a place to put my things and a place to have a shower and a bed, then that's a different conversation. But they're not trying to do that. Well, well, that would be great. I would appreciate you guys doing that because now here in 10 minutes later, after this confrontation, here comes uh, two from the 12 uh, Los Angeles sanitation employees approach while I'm trying to move my things. I'm waiting for the situation after the tense exchange to hopefully let cooler heads prevail. But unfortunately... That's not to be in this incident. Oh, actually, it's, uh, it's a fire. It's a fire. We get, we, I get that. But I, I, what I don't get is like uh, all of this uh, commotion for all of this. We told you we were going to move it. We just want you guys just to give us our space okay, because. We'll, we'll give you your space and whatnot. Like I said, just reiterating what's going on is that 10 feet away from the doorways, in general, the doorways, okay? Y'all got it. This gentleman here keeps repeating his statement. But he's not listening to me. He's just going through a rehearsed script of keep saying the same thing. He has not heard a word I said. I told him first that we're waiting for him to move so we can finish. We were complying before you guys it came over like the Gestapo. But there's still it's the still the sense of when you're dealing with city employees, they have this vision, this the power dynamic. Ten feet away, all right, and just you know hopefully get started. We'll give you your space. Did you guys do your thing and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. But like I said, 10 feet away, doorway, make sure it's not blocking, you know, people access blocking through. We have not done that. <laughs> right? I'm just letting you know. At least, at least move it, move out your belongings out of the doorway, 10 feet away. Okay, okay. okay. So like, let's get started on that. Thank you. And he's repeating
they are not really there to hear unhoused people. This is the power dynamic when you hear that city employees and when unhoused residents are saying these things, this is a clear-cut case of what they do. They're not there to care. That's political movement disguised as compassion and trying to respect unhoused people. That is not what's going on. So now the police have arrived. Here comes the police. Now the police comes out aggressively. They have a confab with the sanitation workers, the one that has 100 reminders and talking circular with each other. Here we have, in fact, the Los Angeles sanitation has came to me and spoke to me. They called the police and here's the police coming down. And watch the aggressive tone. How are you guys doing? All right. As you can Are see, cool? the police officers here with Los Angeles Santa workers um, to offer the intimidation factor. No, no intimidation at all. Yes, yes, sir, our coaster, because they just explained to me, then they called you guys. You guys pulled up very rapidly while we recorded. So I pointed out to them about the uh, fact that as of today, uh, 35 police officers are infected with the coronavirus, and Chief Commander uh, Michael Moore has stated that they're supposed to be wearing the appropriate uh, garb for that. And many of the officers, if you go down to Alpine right now, do not wear that garb. And they are and sitting in their cars, engaging with the unhoused community, and they are the carriers of the coronavirus at this moment. We have been yes, that 10 feet away from any door. We called you guys as the henchmen to come Actually, and harass them. prior to that, sir. Yeah, yeah, prior yes. to you guys, just in case, you know, we always have that PD around. Yeah. Right, because unhoused people are violent. It's funny that the PD is always around when you need them, but when the unhoused people need them, the PD are nowhere to be found. So they're trying to justify why they would have LAPD for unhoused people. And again, this guy who's spoken over 10 times with his reminder, with a circular talk, this is with my observation with other encampments as well as this one as a henchman tool to get unhoused people afraid. That is the weaponry. So how can they help? So you're going to chaperone us while we clean up? That's or Okay. Thank you. Appreciate as that. As long as you guys do it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing, doing it, but the problem is the fact that they're always calling you guys to weaponize against unhoused people. Can I, can I tell you something? They only call us when somebody is not, again, weaponized doing against unhoused people. So let me put it to you. I kick in your door, I kick in your door, and the roles are reversed. I tell you, you got 10 minutes with a garbage bag to move your stuff. And if you have uh, make any statement of that kind, I call for backup and arrest you or use the other tactics that you do or cite you. I reversed the uh, situation, explaining the situation, how they have using their power and their power dynamic to punch down on the situation. Because it did not take over 30 minutes to have a conversation about moving. And I told them I was already moving the situation. But it's always the necessity for city and city council as well as the business improvement district. And as you can also uh, we'll see with the recreation center, they have to always punch down and let an unhoused person know their place. We're uh, crowding around us waiting as if something was going to jump off. Then, unfortunately, what they called you or not, you guys sped in like, you know, it was like an artillery strike that you were going to come down and rain down the, all your police authority and, and, and power against an unhoused person. In, the, in the, an era of pandemic, this is a pandemic. So I'm, sure I'm sure that they have more uh, substantial things to do, but somehow in the budget always have enough money and resources to terrorize the unhoused community. And I really don't <laughs> want to be that sure of you guys anyway, because you I may be unsymptomatic, but you can still pass it on and I can go to an encampment. So what is the answer? They ignored me as well, which is a usual common tactic. I've, I forget that many of the people that are listening don't realize this is 
common course for unhoused people. So when you hear this kind of talking over him or patronize or just basically condescending to unhoused people, this is a common this is a common occurrence. And then they'll go back into the office and pat the people that are weaponized and call the police on them who have anti-unhoused sentiment to uh, to continue to do the same thing. They'll tell them to keep calling for it against unhoused people. You'll see Alpine Recreation Center has been like a toxic waste area. There's an abundance of police as if uh, there's something ominous that's going there. It's sending a panic ripple through the community that unhoused people are dangerous. I heard one resident say they told them to lock the doors because unhoused people aren't coming around as if we are going to be out there terrorizing, killing people. But, but again, you, you guys, you weaponized the police again. So can I finish what I was doing before the yeah, police sure, came in, with the lights all came on, but, like that? Can we ask you a can we ask, can we just get started? So, because we keep talking, and I just want to get done. Can, can, I, can I just hurry up and get this done? With the things that are on top of the table? It's becoming a little exasperating for me because I have to sit there and hold court because of the power dynamic with police officers and also the sanitation and use uh, de-escalation tactics in order for me just to go on and just do what I was doing anyway. Look how long it took. Before they were talking about complying. Now I'm asking, I want to comply because we keep driving the car. I don't have time for this. Can we comply? All right, sir. So just go ahead, just do your thing. Thank you. Move your belongings out. Anything that is parking racks, just leave it behind. Thank you. Identify that it's parking racks, just leave it behind. Like I said, you can move your stuff, move your belongings. 10 feet away from the doorway, you can move it right here, you can move it elsewhere. As Over long, here as well, that's 10 feet as well. As long, and this like is 10 feet as well. And it doesn't have to be in the same direction. Okay. As you can see, this gentleman here has a power issue because he still wants to really put his foot on my neck. And I've stated it. The police have talked about it. I've said, talked to this guy at least over 10 reminders. Why do we keep having to have this conversation? Let's just move this along and he can go and do what he's going to do. And I can do what I have to do. Just explain everything. Yeah. Okay. Let's be clear. I have been swept several times here in this park. And each time there has been lots of workers here. There has been police officers here. There has been park rangers here. This is, and then for the same conversation that keeps saying that they have help, I am already in the system. I am already have a, um, a, a, on a housing list. So this really annoys me when I hear these people making it sound like, like what he said, that I don't want help. I'm like, well, how, many, how much more help do you need to get? How many more lots of workers do I have to go through to keep getting the, the supposedly help that's supposed to be out here? 60,000 unhoused people are here in Los Angeles, California. They go through the same thing that I go through. They came, they came over here because this loss of us, senior lead officer this morning whispered under her breath that she was going to get my stuff removed. And I informed them of the new uh, tentative ruling by the judge that said that you guys cannot go and confiscate and take my bulky items without my permission. And once I tried to explain that, then uh, I got two different responses. One guy, he uh, basically cut the conversation short, another guy, offered the same services that other people have been to give me a card and just basically said the same thing, that they'll put me on some list that I'm already on, which they're probably going to find out and jerk me around again. Oh, well, you're already on the list. And most importantly, there. Uh, then you had one that was very combative. He evaded my social distancing space, and he's trying mine, to mine uh, is, mine make as well. it my fault. Yeah, mine as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as if he was about to fight, being very aggressive. I'm like, you know, is this the service that this city provides? Is this the kind of help that I'm supposed to uh, want to take? 
Do you wonder why unhoused people refuse shelters and refuse dealing with these kind of people? Yes, this is why. Another episode is complete in such uncertain times. As we house and unhouse navigate through this, I want our listeners to take a breath, scream, cry, exercise, paint, write, and congratulate yourself on making it through another day. And let our hearts extend to the people that are battling this and the ones that have been lost in this uncertain time. Even our government and city have failed us due to political compassion, conversely, instead of human compassion. Remember this, we are all in this together. I want us to re-examine how we treat people that don't have a home and write down your biases and make a concerted effort to change these ideas. Because we are all in this together and we're all what we got. Thank you for listening and may we truly meet again in the light of compassion, respect, dignity, and above all, understanding. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.